0: With a look back over the weekend sport action, this is Full Time on KCLR. Yes, and a very good evening to you all on this Monday evening, the 27th of February. Hope everyone is doing well and most people have been listening to the news lately but we're not going to be dealing with anything current affairs. We are going to be sport here up until 7 o'clock this evening. We had a busy weekend of sport. Coming up shortly, I will be talking to two-time All-Ireland winner Adrian Ronan who was commentating on the Allianz Hurling League game against Leash yesterday. Later on then, I'll be talking to Willie Quinlan who made the trip to carrick on Shannon to watch the Carlow footballers take on Leitrim in their Alliance football league game. And later... We will be having a good Carlo hurling news story with Terence Kelly after Carlo's victory against Down in the National League game as well uh, yesterday. Right, time to push this button here, and hopefully I have Adrian Rowan, and that's about to have a chat with me on the phone. Adrian, how are you this evening? Good sir. Good, Martin. Thanks very much. Thanks for joining me, as usual, on this Monday evening. You were commentating yesterday with the great Mickey Welsh above in O'Moore Park yesterday in what was an easy enough game, Ron, would it be fair to say, for Kilkenny. uh, 34 points to 118 against Leash. But if you were listening to Derek Ling, the first half might have been great. He wasn't happy with the second half performance.
1: Yeah, um, it was a facile victory, as predicted um, Leash did put up uh, a decent performance for the opening ten or fifteen minutes and missed one or two, uh, maybe three or four chances for um, pints from set pieces. He missed a one or two frees uh, from close in and then missed one or two long range frees that normally they would uh, they would succeed with, and it forced a good a good save out of um, Owen Murphy. So they were doing reasonably well, and then for that 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 game swung around the 12th or 14th minute. Kilkenny went down, had a missed opportunity for a goal, Mossy Kone, and we popped over four unanswered points, and we went from I think something like nine six to maybe 13 six. And all of a sudden, in the after 20 minutes, Kilkenny started to pull away, and then in the last 10 minutes before half time, Kilkenny just banged on the points to scored another maybe seven or eight points, and within a 21 point at half time. Uh, after playing with a reasonably strong wind and uh, Leash unfortunately uh, turned there as I said 21 points to 7 came out the second half to be fair the Leash guys and they did put up a, a fight and they, uh, maybe drew the second half uh, and certainly put up a, a more credible performance but at that stage can the fight had gone out of some of the Kenny lads um, and Leash as I said had nothing to lose at that stage they had to put up a better performance so a confusing afternoon not in Derek Ling um, could really get from the game other than I suppose maybe a little confused in so far as because we still fairly days of sure it's only February but um, we've played Antrim played Leash and played Tipperary and the one day that maybe that we were uh, tested we didn't answer the test against Tipperary so he'll be a little bit disappointed because he's not he's maybe not sure exactly where he is just yet as I said but um, nothing Kenny can do, only play what's in front of him. Uh, but the bigger tests are to come, and Dublin in Nolan Park, and Water in, in Nolan Park. In the next fortnight or three weeks, they'll have to be considered now as key matches for Derek Lings' uh, troops, and Derek Lings' team, and Derek Lings' uh, panel, because he'll have to have a, something structured after those two games so it's a big month of March for Kilkenny and Kilkenny senior early
0: Ronnie he made 11 changes to the team that played Tipperary in the first day in UPMC Northern Park uh, he made a couple of changes maybe that came in from the Tipperary game uh, above in Semple Stadium um, we still had 13 different scorers but with so many changes like I was listening to yourself and Mickey and it was more like a challenge game at certain aspects uh, and certain times of the game than a, cha- or a league or championship game had that many changes got an effect on the team's performance?
1: Yeah, well, I suppose because Derek has to win and make changes, and we seem to be making changes, yes, we got to an all last year, but there isn't more tweaking to be done, as we all know how far Limerick are ahead of everyone at the minute. It, look, it looks like, again, that everyone's playing for second place. You get one chance to play Limerick and beat Limerick, so everyone is probably just lying low, and maybe getting the one opportunity in the championship to beat Limerick. Limerick now looking very strong for the league, so Derek has to make changes and wants to improve the panel, and we want to do and improve the panel. And you're right, when you have all those changes, and there is 46 lads available to him on a on a on a given day, depending on injury uh, and whatnot. So I suppose he has to now, as I said, to make a big call in the next few weeks. He has mentioned, and the players have, or the management have mentioned that they have to uh, let go some of the panels. So there's 46 there. You'd expect maybe eight or 10 lads to go. Normally, you can carry a panel of 35, 36. So there's going to be 10 lads that will lose out for whatever reason. Uh, But it's hard for Derek to find those 10 lads at the minute because, as I said, in all the games so far, outside of the Tipperary game, outside of the Tipperary game, everyone is doing quite well. Do you know what I mean? On a given day, everyone's doing quite well. Different lads are picking up performances. The Inver lads are playing particularly well. So we're just, you know, it's a little bit confusing. I said because we have a lot of uh, people playing well. That's not not a criticism, but you just wonder of where we are with the opposition and how much people are really trained and what is really, you know, is it, you know, because it'll all come down to championship. And you're entering into a championship, maybe not sure of who your people and who the players are, because as I said, they have may not be have been tested in the league.
0: Yeah, and the next game up now is against Dublin uh, on the 12th of March. It's a home game in UPMC, Nolan Park again at a quarter to two. It's uh, Dublin is below Kilkenny at the minute on the table. Tipperary is top, Waterford second. Kilkenny are in third place still at the minute with four points. So, I mean, Derek is not going to be panicking. He's there or thereabouts still up around the top of the table. Get a victory against Dublin. And who knows, Waterford is going to be uh, the last game, I think, on the 19th of March and... It's going to be important because it's now a home game because Waterford has conceded due to the development down in Welsh Park.
1: Yeah, so that obviously is a a home and dinner for supporters uh, as well as the team to develop. And as we've seen last night and then the last few games, Dublin are going reasonably well. Uh, uh, Waterford doing reasonably well, yeah. Against Antrim yesterday might have got a better performance. But again, they made wholesale changes. So when you look at the league... There's an awful lot of teams going through wholesale changes. The only ones getting, it seems to be getting something out of the league in the hurling at the minute are Limerick. They're developing, they're finding new lads and they're adding a great mix and they seem to be getting a lot out of the league. They made, so last year they sat back a little bit and took their time, but this year they're coming out now and they're targeting the league as, you know, to develop players. Cork are getting something out of the league and it looks like Tipperary are getting something out of the league. And then the rest of us, we're just not sure where we are. We're putting in mixed performances and as we see and go down to all other teams, we're putting in mixed performances. Now we're in Kilkenny it's not generally reasonably mixed, I suppose. It's um, it's probably no disrespect, but the quality of the opposition outside of Tipperary. The Tipperary game was a disappointing so somewhere between Tipperary performance and the last place, that's where we are. But we need to improve and obviously the one test that we did really get against Tip, we didn't answer. But again, we were short to six or seven Ballyhale, so I mean, there's no reason to panic whatsoever. If you were down a third or nearly two-thirds of your team uh, against Tipperary, and I know they were short two, um, you know, it's not really fair to judge the team on that. So look, March is a huge one for Kilkenny and Derek Ling's
0: troops. I suppose you mentioned uh, the Ballyhale contingents and TJ Reid is there as well. Um, Billy Drennan has been very good, I, I suppose. You know, he... He's unerring when it comes to freeze, Ronnie. He got eight as well um, against Leash. Have we a potential in a new free taker uh, when TJ is not playing in a player like Billy Drennan?
1: Yeah, without a doubt. Um, he's been excellent. I mean, he's been quite good from play as well for a young man, uh, to be fair to him. But again, he knows, and it's lovely for him to get those opportunities. But there's bigger tests for all these young lads, and there's bigger tests for him in the heat of battling. To judge these young lads and to judge the other players, I suppose, we had a lot of players, again, you go through yesterday, we had the good, um, experienced players showing good again, we had the young lads showing up well, but look, when March is over and we get to play the Dublins and the Waterfords and hopefully get another match uh, before the end of March, uh, possibly, by the, no, I'm not mistaken, I think the top two teams going to the league final, that I need mean to clarify. But um, So, look, the t- bigger tests are to come, but young Drennan is doing very well, for sure, and again, yesterday, Conor Delaney, Conor Delaney was back at full-back. He looked to be very uh, comfortable there, which was great to see because he had been missed. Nile Rowe did very well, quite kind of unassuming, but did very well. But again, as I said, in Killian Buckley, the experienced Killian Buckley, Paddy Mullen, Billy Ryan was excellent. John Dundee. look, when you go through the team, everybody had a seven or eight out of ten performance yesterday, and you can't argue with that. So, if you're playing at an, an optimum of seven or eight out of ten, you're doing very well. But comes with a health warning the bigger tests are to come and that's when we'll have to judge these players
0: I can't let you go without probably the biggest shock uh, of a result you could say at the weekend came in the uh, the other group in division 1A and that was Wexford and Clare Clare 625 Wexford 118 that's a fair beating, to be fair
1: it is uh, but again over the years I've uh, personally I have a, a liking for Clare and um, I think Clare, as we know, um, have underperformed last year uh, when it came to the They underperformed again, other than an all semi final last year. Uh, they were short one or two on the day. Tony Kelly does make them tick um, the same way as TJ makes us tick. They're not too bad. They're on earth in a few new lands. Jim Mark Rogers and these lads are coming uh, back on fold. Peter Duggan is back home. Uh, Shane O'Donnell still has to come back in. They're not too bad. They're in their fourth year with Brian Lone and to be fair to Wexford, they're down Lee Chin, they're down one or two others and maybe just a a run running. them. But Clare are quite good. Wexford will be um, will be seriously disappointed and they're uh, Egan will be seriously disappointed because, as he said, as he, he said, he's there now. That's his second year. It's a year for movement and moving forward with Wexford. It doesn't seem to be the case. As we said, they are carrying a few injuries in Knox. But yet yeah, Clare are good and have been very good as we remember last year. They were one of the teams that ran Limerick very close in the championship last year, and they weren't a million miles off. So um, not not a surprising result when you consider the short uh, who Wexford were short and how Clare can play.
0: Well, we certainly look forward to the rest of the league and progressing that onto the Munster, Leinster, and All Ireland championships as well. Ronnie, as always, thank you very much for joining me here on the Monday evening here on Full Time. Your insight is always great to have, uh, and no doubt we will be chatting to you again very soon.
1: Good man, Martin. Thanks very much. Perfect.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks a million. That is, of course, two time All Ireland winner Adrian Ronan They are chatting to me about the Kilkenny and Leash National League game that was played at the weekend. Don't go anywhere after the break. I'm going to be chatting to Willie Quinlan, all things about Carlos' football exploits at the weekend as well. So I'll be right back after this quick break. Your Monday night sports show, full time on
2: or with Martin Quilty.
0: Yes, welcome back into full time here on this Monday evening. Now, I'm going to be joined on the phone line straight away by the great man in Carlo that knows all things about Carlo football, and that is the wonderful Willie Quinlan. Willie, how are you this evening, good sir?
3: good Martin and yourself
0: Asher can't complain at all is all unfortunately for you you made the trip to on Shannon at the weekend to watch Carlo taking on Leitrim in the Alliance Football League or the Alliance, I should say Football League Rhine 4 against Leitrim and to put it mildly Willie it was a bad day at the office
3: it surely was Martin it was disappointing um, got off a good start I have to say they scored first Dara Foley got a great point from play Leitrim got a, a, a quick reply from their full forward, uh, Keith Bourne, but Carlo got a point straight away back. And I just thought, at that stage, it's probably seven or eight minutes gone. And uh, it looked very even. Uh, both teams are giving away a lot of possession. So it wasn't a thing that Leitrim were the, the better team early on, but just Carlo, you know, couldn't get the, the scores that we were looking for, really dependent on Dara Foley in the full forward lane. He got a a, a lot of scores from freeze, and that has been the, I suppose, the whole year, the whole season, kind of dependent on freeze, depending on Dara, and he has been answering the call. In fairness. he has been taking and getting the scores. But um, Leitrim went on a purple patch after that. Scored one forward out reply. Went four or five points up. Uh, Carlo got it back to three, and then a sucker punch just before half time. Carlo gave away a second goal. And that seemed to be really the end of it. They got it back, had a good start in the second half, Martin, got it back to within four points, but never looked like uh, getting any closer. And uh, Leitrim ran out, I mean, huge winners in the end, 221 to uh, 13 points. So disappointing day out in Leitrim. Going down to it, we, we were expecting uh, a, probably a better match than what they actually shown. But in the 30th minute, we had a, a sending off. Kieran Moore got a second yellow. And, uh, and that obviously ended up in a raid. And then uh, Jamie Clark ended up getting a straight red, and straight away after that, Mikey Bambrick ended up getting a red. So we lost three players, on top of a couple of injuries that we picked up as well. And uh, it's just a, a disappointing, I suppose, disappointing year really that, that that had been going really, really well. Uh, unfortunately, we had a, a discipline problem. with uh that we looked like that we had corrected
0: yeah every every kind of a, a, a story that we're talking about Carlo lately has been Either that someone has been black-carded or, again, in the last couple of matches that there's been red cards. And as you say, between injuries now and suspensions, I mean, Carlo's league is effectively over after back-to-back defeats as well. But what is the issue, Willie? I mean, we heard Niall talking about refereeing style the last time and some referees not giving other fouls and some are not giving them, etc. But, I mean, the amount of cards that Carlo are getting at the minute, it is worrying. And what can be done to rectify it?
3: Yeah, I spoke to a good friend of mine, Brendan Hayden, after after the league match and uh, we, we did a good, a good bit of giving out about the referee, you know, at the day of the match, but he said there's so many new rules that's been brought in this year and it's kind of confusing, but it, it's like, it's like there's a new road brought in about the tackle and it's not only Carlo, there's a couple of red cars that I looked at in, in other league matches, I looked at Dublin and Cork and Dublin had a man sent off and so had Cork and Cork. Uh, in the same uh, the same game, and look like for absolutely nothing uh, a yellow followed by a second yellow just for a tug of jersey so uh, there, there seems to be a couple of rules brought in that the referees are trying to implement and um it's like as if it's like as if players are not really aware of the new rules that are brought in, but it is something. Um, you have to say yesterday Leacham didn't lose their discipline that they were a physical team they stopped Carlo from playing they didn't, Carlo couldn't break it. their defence couldn't break into their tackle and Leacham just seemed to be able to aim right, right from the the, the, the centre forward Heslin scored 1-3 but he carried a lot of ball he set up a lot of play and um The players seem to be at sixes and sevens and then lost their discipline and that just snowballed our control and we lost three players and it's hard to put your finger on any one particular point but it's just something that they need to look at for the future
0: well it certainly is because I mean I know the the pool of players in Carlow is small enough the same as the hurlers and I mean you can't be affording to have lads sitting on the sideline with suspensions either so I don't know how Niall is going to correct it but maybe the the refereeing style might change in championship as we always know they hit the league hard for some reason and then let it go a small bit more come championship so hopefully Willie, really, that'll sort itself out you have an early start on Sunday morning yourself and Mr Hennessy you're off over to Ryslip in London to McGovern Park for London and Carlo in the next round which I think is uh, round four am I right if no, round five sorry uh, of, round five yeah, yeah round five Matt, yeah. an important one yeah, for him yeah. Willie
3: yeah very important to get back to get back on track and you know get that bit of confidence back and that bit of flair that they got after the Waterford and Wicklow match because if you look at the difference their first match against Wicklow could have possibly mm-hmm. won it or he didn't win it again a man sent off or three points down but Battled really bad, great to come back from the three points. Went down and beat Watford. But since then, you know, we went out against Leash. Probably played the better football at times against Leash, but still lost, lost by six points. So it's another two points lost. And yesterday, we just seemed to go further down. As you contrast that with Wicklow, Wicklow drew with us. They lost lost the game. I think it could have been the slider. But then they turned over Leash there on Saturday night, which was a big turnaround for them. You know, in their season, Wexford have done the same. So we're, we're kind of, we ended up with three points last year. We have three points now at the minute with three games to go. But you'd like to think that we'd win two or two or three, maybe two of the games anyway, and just push on and, and, and uh, build from there uh, for the championship. A long long way to go in the league. Still three matches, anything can happen. But uh, it looks like for us, our, our league could be over at, at this minute Martin
0: yeah well unfortunately for that Willie but look as you say a couple of matches remaining in it and a couple of results before you start off in the Leinster Championship would certainly do no harm and give the lads a bit of a boost that game of course the Allianz Football League Round 4 round 5 game London and Carlow will be live with ourselves here on KCLR on Sunday with live commentary with Brendan Hennessy and Willie Quinlan who have an early start on Sunday morning heading over to London Willie looking forward to that game and thank you as always for joining me on full time here on this Monday evening and and no doubt we will be chatting to you again next week with hopefully what will be a Carlo victory over across the pond hopefully thanks Martin thank you perfect good man that was Willie Quinlan there talking to us about Carlo's I suppose dismal result against uh, Leitrim uh, at the weekend and hopefully things will turn around for the footballers in their season coming they could do with a couple of good wins now uh before they head in towards Championship right we're going to stay with things Carlo when we come back after this short break and turns, Kelly is going to be joining me on the phone for a happier story this time don't go anywhere
1: looking back over the weekend action full time on KCLR with
4: Martin Quilty
0: Yes, welcome back to full-time. Of course, the dinnersready.ie contact lines are available. That's either text or WhatsApp on 083-306-9696 if you want to get in contact. Or our email address is sport at kclr96fm.com. If anyone has any comments or anything to make over any of the sports games at the weekend, do let us know. We would love to hear from you. Right, it's time that we had a good news Hurling story from Carlo. We've had bad news over the last couple of results and poor Terence Kelly has always had to deliver the bad news but not this evening. Terence, you're here with a bit of good news. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm fine,
4: Martin. I'm fine, Martin. It's great news, really, Martin.
0: A fantastic display. You were talking to me uh, on... Friday evening I think it was about down and you were a little bit confident uh, after the Keogh Cup game albeit a small little bit sceptical that it was pre-season but my god did they do some demolition on down scoring 5-24 in the process and coming away with 2 points so a great day for the Carlo Hurlers Willie yeah, or oh, sorry, Terence, not Willy. <laughs> yeah.
4: It was grand, and I was down in the down room beforehand. I met the manager, and uh, I was just, you know, finding out the teams. And he said there were two players back that had been suspended, and another player that had been injured, and he said he was taken from the full deck. And I said, you know, you're expecting a good game here. We're expecting to win. He said, but uh, you know, I, I was a little bit worried because they had ran Kildare to a point a week before uh, in Newbridge. So... No, in fact it was uh, it was Up in Ballycran. But you know, I just said that and maybe it was a much different team like the pay Carlo and the Hoke up, but Carl did the foundations in the first fifteen minutes, uh, they were really, really good, like they let us half time by ten points. But like the exhibition from from, from uh, Marty at centre forward and and John and John Nolan at Wing Forward, our oh, jokes aside, they were just electric. Like and uh, John Nolan got we got four points in the first half and Marty Chippen, I think, it was seven in the first half. But And he had some difficult frees, but no, listen, the the team were playing really, really well. <laughs> On top of that, then, Paddy Boland put two balls in the back of the net. The first goal was as good a goal, as you're going to see, for a long time. You know, he's a chap with a knife for the goal and uh, between the four from St. Moran's they scored five sixteen from 5-16 out of 5-24, so...
0: I heard yeah, his goal being described as a rasper so I mean that tells yeah. its own story it must have been some goal yeah. alright
4: it was like you know technically he had a chance the first time and it was a very good save from the keeper the ball was parried out towards the corner the flag he got the ball rounded his man and you know from probably an impossible position he left it in the roof and it rasper is the word brilliant
0: it certainly was I mean they lost two games the last day in Kerry they put up a very good performance and uh, the younger players played very very well they're now getting the experience the lads that's injured are coming back as well and also a feature of that game while it was very high scoring uh, Terence there was very few wides in it which is very strange
4: Yeah listen Carlo had uh, eight wides and Dawn uh, had down at four wise, I think it was. But no, but um I suppose the foundation was laid last week or two weeks ago down in down in Tralee. Like Brendan and myself came out thrill you know, Tralee that evening and technically Carla had carry under up some, you know, a lot of the match, but listen, two decisions went to get them. That's water under the bridge, we may move on. But I really felt confident Like We had a few players back, but I can tell you the young lads that played there yesterday just set uh Tommy Mullally, I'm hanging on to this jersey. Like Paul O'Shea you know, was outstanding. Uh, Tony Lawler, young Jack McCullough. And, uh, you know, Feeke a chap from, from Naval Breed. You know, those young lads, like they put in the massive, massive performers. And Jack Tracy and then the Brahman the young Jake, died towards the end, another 20 year old there from Banglestown with a good pedigree now. This lad has a good pedigree for Hurling. But like, the hurled so well. in like, the more or less told, uh, you know, the selection committee, we're not here to be shifted. And uh, there's a possibility, like that, you can get like a Chris Nolan back. You can get and John Michael Nolan back. Maybe Kieran Wheeling back. And uh, you know, like there's a few more, and when well, sure Kevin Mack was suspended for the game yesterday, but like they will be looking for the jersey back. But technically, it's not going to be easy, easy to get a jersey because those young lads yesterday put in a massive performance.
0: Well, it's certainly great for the young fellas, and to be getting the rewards as well for it. Um, the next day out is going to be a tough assignment as well. It is an away game up in uh, Glenisk Connor Park in Tullamore. It's on the 11th of March, and I think it's only am I right in saying Willie really, that. There's two more league games uh, left in it and Carlo is sitting pretty at the minute on one, two, three, fourth place on two points. Uh, Kildare and Offaly uh, are way out in front at the minute. So a couple of good results could push Carlo up the table a bit, albeit they may not uh, be in line for promotion. Although I did hear Brendan talking that there could be a playoff uh, maybe between the second and the third place this year. They've changed it ever so slightly. So can you fill us in on that?
4: Yeah, well, yeah, but I was, I was Brendan was telling me, is apparently the t- the team with the top points go ahead to the final and the second or third play in a semi-final. Now technically, if you were to beat roughly and to beat roughly last year up there in Raphley, to be in with five points, and everybody's after beating Derry, like even the Derry put up 19 points yesterday uh, against Kildare, it was two twenty-two to one or to 19 points, I think. But no. Uh, uh, like the next game is a big, big game every game is a big game now but the main thing is you know, is that we're getting back players the young lads are fitting in they're chilling in really, really well into the team and uh, I am not 100% sure about the second or third place playoff but if it is like you know Carlo are definitely not over yet it's not an easy assignment to go up there but after looking at Offaly at the weekend they the literally scraped a uh, point victory down in Kerry now that wouldn't sound like world beaters to me
0: No it certainly wouldn't I mean the the possibilities if that is the case and again we don't know it was only on the interview I heard afterwards with Brendan and Tom Mullally they were discussing it Um, it's very hard they change the league so many times around it's hard to keep up with it every year Uh, the other good news story Willie or not Willie why do I always keep calling Willie today I'm confused now between the two Ian Carlo. sorry Terence anyway a good news story coming out of it as well has to be the fact that Marty Kavanagh has got the all time top scorer for Harlan in Carlo GAA surpassing. Passing the great uh, Pat Cody. I uh, also would say Mullins' man there as well. And Marty, since his debut in 2012, has amassed 687 points, or an old money, 29 goals and 600 points. What an achievement for that young man.
4: Yeah, listen, I am so happy to so congratulate Marty. Like He's a very, very level headed chap. Like You'd never know he was a corner or a them from here to the Wee North. I'm just saying, he's one of those champs is You know, he's very down there, too. He's he's very grounded, but a huge talent. Now, in Kerry, for the first 15 minutes, he wasn't himself. Now, Marty has terrorised in the domestic scene here and in the inter-COVID scene. He has terrorised the fences on many occasions. Listen, he is a crack and hurler both yesterday from the world Gold. Like the first twenty minutes yesterday was exhibition stuff. As I said, Marty, well, the free taking both for himself and from the and from the downs at the far And Paul got ten points, Marty got twelve and one from play. Uh, but listen, was exhibition stuff like the frees free were uh, like free, free from all angles and. Uh, no, as I said, that I am the lighter for the man. Absolutely, the right. I said that. Uh, no, it's a great achievement. It's a great achievement, and also Paul Vickers holding a award last weekend too. Like, so I'm just saying the club is up to having a good week. But uh, no, as I said for Marty, it's a wonderful achievement, and uh, and for and for Paddy Boland getting four goals. It hasn't been scored the championship now for a few years in Carlo. and uh, it's a fair achievement from Paddy. Also, I think Paddy has scored seven goals this year for Carlo. And uh, you know he's a, he has a knife for the goal and you no know, as I said it was a wonderful a good day for carlo O'Hurley and a great day for Sam
0: Well, things are certainly looking up, and I heard uh, Marty's interview, which we're going to play very shortly as well. Is for a young chap to be looking up to Patton, going to all his matches over the year, and then to surpass him, being a fellow clubman as well, I suppose hat handing the mantle down to the next generation and Marty will do that with the next generation coming up behind him as well so a good new story all round. turns for everything Carlo and um, the next day we, we will be talking to you sure it will be the awfully game on the 11th of March and no doubt we'll be following the progress and hopefully we can be talking about another victory and another good day for Carlo and get him ready uh, if that playoff is available and before that then going into the Joe Mack Cup uh, in early April I think it's the 8th of April am I right in saying that?
4: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we have two games away. We have Kerry away, we have Down away. We have leisure at home, we have Offaly at home and we have Kildare at home.
0: So, a busy Kildare schedule is, ahead. Is,
4: yeah, Kildare is the first game, so it is. And then we're away to Down. So, anyway,
0: that's it, Martin. Exactly. So. Good news. Terence, as always, thank you so much for joining me here on uh, Full Time here on this Monday evening. I'll go and let you put the feet up now for the rest of the evening and <laughs> you can enjoy yourself and we will chat to you again uh, very soon.
4: Thanks, Martin. Thanks for everything. All right. Thank
0: you. Perfect. Good man. Apologies to Terence It is Terence Kelly there from Carlo. That's the problem when you have two Carlo men on at the same time, and I was confusing them. So, apologies to Terence and Willie about that. Right. As I said, the great Marty Kavanagh did surpass Pacody's uh, all time record at the weekend, and he is now Carlo's all time top hurling scorer with 687 points. And the great Marty Kavanagh caught up with our own Brendan Hennessy after the match.
5: Marty Kavanagh, a great win for Carlow today, but you added spectacle today and a special, which you probably weren't aware of. A lot of people weren't. You've taken away Pat Cody's phenomenal record as the all-time highest scorer for Carlow senior hurling. So congratulations on that. And Tom Tamalali said we can have a quick word with you. But uh, well done on that and well done on a great win today. 13 points you finished with.
2: Yeah, look, it's great. Um, I suppose first and foremost, the win was, was the main thing, and we got that. And yeah, all right. you know, like we're work, working very hard and training there, and we've we've lads come back every week, you know, and we've a good old panel there now, and it's getting stronger and stronger. But big thing was the win, but obviously on a personal point of view, it's um, obviously it's a it's a great honour for me to to, to pass someone like Pat someone who I looked up to when I was younger, went to look look looked up many times playing county and club like, and um, you know, to, to, to pass him is it's an absolute honour and. Uh, yeah, look, I wasn't really, I, I knew I wasn't far away from it and I just try not to think about what it's done now and look, we can move on now and I'll try out to now as best I can to the team going forward.
5: Gerard Isle as just said, the county peer wrote to me, he said, when you're having word with Marty, tell him, we didn't put the total on the programme today, they didn't want to put the pressure mm. on you, but in fairness, you finished well today, you've had a great career so far, Marty, and this win couldn't have come at a better time for Carla because you're coming into the last two games in the league, the John Mack is around the corner and that was a complete performance there, a great performance by the lads.
2: Yeah, big performance, um, big panel performance, and um, look, as I said, we're working very hard. And like we look, we're, I know we, we lost down in Kerry, but we, we lost down there, and, and we had two seconds off. And uh, look, I suppose you can look at what way you liked or thought were harsh enough. But I thought the attitude of the lads down there was brilliant, and that's what we're trying to work on and improve every day. Of training, or just our attitude and just working till the end and working for each other and trying to get the unity hundred percent kind of run into championship. But it was a big win today. It kind of takes a little pressure off going up to Offaly now, and we 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 went up there a few last year, and we won't won't fear them, but. Look, we've two weeks now to prepare for that. So it's great, I and mean, we've Blads back now. Chris is back in the fall now again, and Jack Richard back from injuries and stuff like that. So it's brilliant. Stru- panels getting stronger. Training is going well. So I'm um, looking forward now again.
5: Fine panel, and everyone working well together. Marty, you were to go back. You were unfortunate, Kerry. It could have been mm. one, just unfortunate in the end. But collectively today, great scoring, great defending, very little wides. So it's coming together fairly well. But uh, we won't get too carried away about today. There's a lot of work still to do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, it's just it's another it's another game uh, ticked off the list now, and. Uh, a uh, bit of pressure off us um, But we really wanted to win today And we just wanted to work hard for each other Was the main thing in the dressing room We said just work we work for each other and the horn the will take care of itself and it did we worked hard and we, we, we backed each other up we worked in packs and our scoring was very good we were very efficient once a goal and five twenty four is a great score it's brilliant now and uh, we'll try improving that again now
5: OK well Tom said I uh, said I'm on your interview on the to keep scoring uh, on a more serious word Pat Cody sends his best and said it's tremendous to hand it over to a man of your calibre and now that you said you looked up to him as well but you're keeping mm. it in the club down there but uh, <laughs> listen congratulations you've given us a few great days out the team gave us a great day there Marty we look forward to some great days in the summer keep up the great work and congratulations on your record which is only secondary to what Carol have done today but for yourself it's a great milestone and congratulations mm. to you your club and your family and well done
2: appreciate it Brent thanks very much thanks man. thank you
5: thanks
2: yeah, that was of course the
0: great Marty Kavanagh there and congratulations from us all here on KCLR on that fabulous achievement and as he said he's not finished yet he's going to push on and who knows where that tally will eventually end up. The dinner's e text and WhatsApp line is still available to you if you want to make any comments at all here this evening on 083 get your thoughts in uh, or your congratulations to Marty Kavanagh and the Carlo people out there from the St. Mullins Club we would love to hear from from you as well. Right, we're going to do a bit of a sports roundup at the minute, and we're going to start with soccer. And the gap between Freebooters and Evergreen is down to just three points at the top of the St. Cannis' Credit Union Premier Division, with the Kells Road Club having two games in hand. Meanwhile, our new Oaks lead at the top of the Nationalist Premier Division is out to five points thanks to a 4 0 win over Collision yesterday. Full results from all of the local games are for over the weekend are now available on scoreline. I-E. a 2-0 win for Spurs over Chelsea in the Premier League has helped mo- or heaped I should say more pressure on Graeme Potter it moves Spurs up to 4th while Chelsea sit 10th in the table now with uh, more losses than wins this season and of course Man United had the win uh, At the weekend as well, their first trophy in six seasons and a first under Eric Tenhag as they beat Newcastle 2 0 in the Carabao Cup final at Wembley Stadium. In other Camogie news, because I'm just waiting on Anya Fahi to arrive and then we'll be discussing the uh, Galway national game over the weekend as well, but uh, the Loreto in Kilkenny beat Kalosh to Column uh, of Ballancolig 114 3 6 in a thriller in the Junior A All Ireland semi final to set up an All-Ireland final, which is to take place, I think, on the 11th of March. That hasn't been finalised yet, but when it is, we will certainly let you know. And Colas de came away with a fantastic victory in their All-Ireland Senior B final against Gort Community School, with a last-minute goal to claim victory in that one. And you can hear an interview with Noel O'Driscoll with ourselves on Come On Kind on the podcast, which will be available tomorrow moving to rugby in the provincial town's cup uh, the quarter final draws have been made so Enniscorti has been drawn at home to Tullow Nace has been drawn at home to Kildara Gory drawn at home to Kilkenny and Tullamore has been drawn at home to Carlo. All games to be played on Sunday, the nineteenth of March, with a three p.m. kickoff. At the weekend, Kilkenny women's eleven team was out in action and they drew their game at twenty points apiece to sit top of the table. They got a bonus point uh, for they got two bonus points actually in that game, so it leaves them on 41 points and as we predicted with Cathy the last I'd say um, that is Cathy Kelly that uh, Barnhall actually got a walkover in their game so they are now level on 41 points apiece as well so the last game of the season uh, for the Kilkenny women is against Garda at the weekend and we need to ensure that both of those games go ahead for Kilkenny to claim victory but there's a lot of permutations in it uh, as I'm about to tell you so just bear with me as we go through them so if Barnhall win with a bonus point and Kilkenny just have a victory, well then Barnhall will be crowned league champions. If Barnhall win with a bonus point and Kilkenny get a walkover in the game, well then Barnhall will also win the league. But if both sides get a walkover in the uh, last game of the season, Kilkenny will win the league and they will be crowned Division 4 champions and claim back to back victories, which would be fantastic for Paddy, for Jenny, Cathy and all the rest of the Kilkenny women's rugby 11 team and we wish them the very best of luck in that game against Garda and that is down for this weekend coming right I have to take a quick break and hopefully after the break is over Anya Farrell will be joining me here in studio to discuss all things camogie don't go anywhere full time on
2: KCL your weekend sport in review with Martin Coulty.
0: Yes, welcome back here to Full Time with myself on this Monday evening. Right, Donal in the newsroom has just been in contact with me to let me know that a substantial amount of cash has been found in the last hour in the Lockboy area uh, near the entrance to Cedar Wood, and we have the details of a gentleman who has found that. So if you want to make contact, if you've lost a substantial uh, sum of cash in the last hour around Lockboy get in contact with us here on one 800 96 and we will put you in contact with that very nice man who has rang us here to tell us that uh, he has found that money. So well done to him and thank you. Right, Anya is not in studio but I am delighted to be joined in studio by, as you've heard earlier on, the Collage de Ounri won their All-Ireland Senior B Final and Noel O'Driscoll who was manager of the team is actually here early because she's joining me on the podcast this evening but great, we can have her here in studio with us. Noelle, good evening. And congratulations, first of all.
6: Thanks very much, um, Martin. We're absolutely delighted. Um, I'll just correct you there on one thing it's actually Senior C.
0: Oh, Senior C? Okay, sorry, I had Senior B down on us. Yeah,
6: yeah.
0: Anyway, it's still an All Ireland title. It's still an All
6: Ireland, and I can tell you it's the same as if it was Senior A. We're
0: absolutely thrilled. So for anyone that don't know, Colosh to Ree, for people that mightn't know mm. and listening to us, it's a combined or an amalgamation of the two schools in Cal you have the CBS and you have yourself then in St Bridget's yeah. as well. They came together two years ago, I think. No, now.
6: just well, officially two years ago was, was the, the start of it, but the actual school itself just last September. Um, the boys and the girls are all in the one building since last September. So um, it's a big change, big, big change for both schools, big change for both staffs. But um, it's, it's, you know, it seems to be a great success. And um, this, you know, there's an awful lot of stuff going on there in the school, lots of sports. And we're absolutely thrilled with the Komogi team. Winning the All Ireland on Saturday.
0: Well, it's a fair achievement for you, and any day that a school wins an All Ireland final, it is fantastic. Gort Community School was the team that you were up against, and I was actually passing oh, yeah. by some of the girls uh, in the tunnel area on Saturday above in UPMC in Park, and I think Colin Murray was asking him, Well, you know, did you get on a great victory for you today? And she turned around, and she said, No, she said, We got bet. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, so How could that be possible? Yeah. You were up, and uh, it seems the last minute goal you got,
6: yeah, we were. Like, are we, enough to it. We were down seven points at half time. Um, and you know things didn't look too, too, too good for us, but um, we we had two great battles in in semi final. We drew the semi final against um uh Kalashta, Gael to Lyle Hill from Limerick. We drew again at the last minute. And so we had a, a, a replay, and we only won that by a point. So you know, those two games really, really stood to us. Um, and those games were on the previous two Saturdays, more or less. So you know, we 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 knew we knew ourselves what the girls would do; that they would they would never give in. And um, that's exactly what they did. So they they brought it back. They brought it back. Like we, it was fifty something minutes gone, and we, or fifty yeah, and we were still down five points. Um, Kira O'Shea got got um, two goals from freeze, and um, you know, it. I think it just lifted our spirits and we won by two points in the end. And so the excitement, as you can imagine, was just brilliant.
0: A lot of Kilkenny girls are playing on it as well. I was looking online and Wine Gap had a lovely big photograph up with 10 of the players that was actually on either the team or the panel. Yeah. A lot of girls from John Locks as well. Yeah, so. we
6: had um, John Locks, obviously, Wine Gap, Tullerone, James Fort, St Bridget's Ballycallon. And we had one lady from Mullinahone, so we had we had them from everywhere. Um, so I think it was six clubs all together. And um, the girls they gelled well, to- very well together. You know, we we have a young team. We had f- f- five on the panel uh, doing their leaving cert, um, but the rest of them are, are very young. We have thirteen in transition year, so you know it all augurs well for. Colash Downry in the future.
0: So tell us now, because obviously I'm not too au fait with the, the schools end of things, so you won the senior C this year. Does that mean then you go to senior B next year?
6: Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. We contest. Or we won the junior B, Leinster junior B last year and were beaten in the All-Ireland final. And I think that the rule in Camogie Colleges is that if you win the junior B, in two, year, two years after that you go up to senior B or A, I'm not quite sure, um, but um, we'll we you know we'll take whatever's thrown at us. Um, delighted to win senior C. Would love to be up in senior B or senior A. We'll we you know we
0: don't mind. And you mind me asking you, are you losing many of the players then? That's doing the the leaving circle? That's what I was saying.
6: There are five, from just the panel. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah, so we still have a pretty young, good uh, a core team. of girls there. Exactly, and um, uh, you know, there's great, great, great interest. We had a, a a lovely day in school today. There was great reception for the team, and um, you know, it's so unusual for us to be <laughs> to be welcomed by so many boys telling us how great we are, and the the support we had last Saturday was unbelievable, Um, from the staff, from the pupils, from the parents and from the clubs you know we couldn't have asked for for a better day
0: well congratulations well done I'm going to leave you go in next door now that we can do the podcast right that's it from myself here on full time this evening Anya has just arrived she's going to be on the podcast later on myself and Anya will be live this Saturday coming for the very Ireland Camogie League Division 1A Round 3 Dublin versus Kilkenny in Parnell Park that is at 2 o'clock and sponsored again by Market Cross Shopping Centre so thank you very much to them my thanks as always to everyone who helped out to Nicole Olivario out there on productions to Adrian on the phone to Willie on the phone to Terence on the phone and a surprise to have Noel here in store with, or in studio with us this evening. Right, that's my lot then for this evening. Don't forget to tune in next Monday and we will be back. But for the time being, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Looking back over the weekend action. Full time on KCLR with Martin Quilty.